1: Now, I want you to think back to when you were an employee in the corporate world. Searching for your new role could be a really stressful, disheartening, and often a brutal time. And you got the job boards and online CV and LinkedIn advice, recruitment consultants and headhunters. They're all offering help, but it was only a very small part in the puzzle. And it was sometimes overwhelming knowing where to start. And then you've got the automated applicant tracking systems that so many HR teams and recruiters use now in their HR hiring processes. And it means that job seekers can get lost in a black hole if their CV and social profiles and application documents aren't optimized to deal with them. However, securing the next executive role doesn't necessarily need to be a stressful and overwhelming experience because that's where Andrew McCaskill, job search strategist, comes in. Andrew's excellent business executive career jump helps people take back control of their job search and get a competitive edge when they make their next career jump. And he does this via a very interesting mix of products and services, which we're going to dive into now. Hi, Andrew. Thanks very much for joining me.
0: Thanks for having me, Ben. It's great to be here. Yeah. And whereabouts are you based? So we're based in uh, Southampton, down in sunny Hampshire on the south coast of the UK.
1: Beautiful, beautiful part of the world. And look, I know it's a little while ago, but you're English. And so I just want to check in and see how you're doing after the nil points at Eurovision, England's zero points. How do you feel?
0: It hurt. Yeah. yeah, it hurt. It really, really hurt. I didn't think we were that good actually. So yeah, maybe I'll go into bat next year. See if we can uh, <laughs> Oh wow, a new bar. product line. Brilliant.
1: <laughs> yeah. I always find it bizarre that a, a non-European country, Australia, can rank higher than other countries. So um yeah. No comment. Yeah. <laughs> good stuff. So let's dive in. What does Executive Career Jump do?
0: Yeah, well, we, we're a business with one very clear purpose. And so our North Star, if you like, is the um our mission is to end job search misery. So that's that's the overall guiding light that drives everything that we do and how that's manifested is in a number of different things. So um, we started off with an online club, which is a subscription club, an online course, a community, group coaching, which helps leaders go from understanding what they want to then executing a plan to go and get it. And it's broken down in the minutia of detail in terms of getting an edge at each stage and really standing out from others in transition. So that's the the first piece. We also do one-on-one services. So we've got a team of coaches, myself included, who can help with anything from selling yourself more effectively to optimising LinkedIn to getting that CV to beat those bots and go past the ATS machines as well. Um, And by accident, really, we started also working with organisations. So people were coming to us who'd already been through outplacement programmes previously to get an extra edge. Word started to spread, and so then companies have been um, engaging me and the team to help them offboard people with the same passion, I guess, that they onboard people so that they leave as advocates.
1: That's brilliant. So you got a, a wonderful mix of B2C and B2B. Um, d- so you didn't start out trying to get that B2B work, you just naturally evolved?
0: Completely naturally evolved, Yep, yeah. uh, And it all completely embowed off the back of uh, a pretty simple content management strategy. Um, but we're going to go uh, further into that. I see that as a uh, um, an overpriced, outdated industry that's well-due some disruption and a more digital focus. So I'm looking forward to it.
1: Right. The outplacement support is... is Yeah, yeah totally,
0: totally overpriced, completely outdated. A lot of people teaching, uh, you know, LinkedIn to job seekers have no LinkedIn presence themselves, all that sort of stuff. Like I, I think there's a fresher, more cost-effective, more impactful way to do that service. And wow. we're going to do it. Wow.
1: Okay. So watch this space. Very good. So if we go to the club then, I, I think it's a fascinating product, service, whatever you you want to call it that you've
0: offered. um, How did you actually start it in the first place? Because it's quite a big decision to set up a group. Yeah. So um, just dialing back. um, So my last proper job was as MD of an organization called Executives Online. So we were an executive search business with 85 people in five countries. And I Mm -hmm. saw in the day-to-day running of that, that there were leaders in transition who were struggling. Good people who weren't getting found. So Mm -hmm. initially this was... I guess what the cool kids would call a side hustle, Ben. Um, (laughs) Feels weird a 40-year-old bloke saying side hustle, but anyway. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was a side hustle. Let's call it that initially. Um, But then my five years at Executives Online came to an end. The board went in a different direction. And so through circumstance, um, we decided to go all in on it. And we went all in in December 2019 when there was record low unemployment. And then a few months later, everything... uh, completely changed. We got super lucky with the timing and we found what we were doing went into quite a high demand scenario. So at that point we thought, right, I can't just keep doing one-on-one stuff and updating CVs and LinkedIn. We've got to get a more scalable model. And that's where the club came in because obviously it's a a self-serve situation. It's a community situation and I'm diving in there once every two weeks for a group call. So it's relatively low touch for me, but relatively high impact um, for our customers, which is great. That's good.
1: Yeah. The timing thing is fascinating. The the fact that you made that switch right when, when the market changed, whatever I remember, I I once produced a big training program on employee attraction and retention because of the skill shortage. And then pretty much the following month, we had the global financial meltdown thing, you know, the, all the banks crashing and stuff. So, that wasn't such an issue anymore. So I'm, I'm glad that timing works for someone anyway. Um, <laughs> tell me what, what's what's within the club. What are the actual uh, components that someone would enjoy if they're a member?
0: Yeah, sure. So um, it, the online component, so we're built on Kajabi, the Kajabi platform, which I'm a big fan of. Yeah. Um, and when you enter into the Kajabi platform, there's two areas that our uh, members go to. So uh, the first area is the online course area. Um, so we've got 30 modules in there of between three to 10 minutes that are audio, audio, audio files and also video files. And each one comes with a workbook or a template that yes. you can work through as you complete through the course. Um, those 30 modules are organized into understanding what you want, getting your CV and LinkedIn in place, networking, working with headhunters, interviewing to a new level, on all the way through to onboarding, right? So it's like a full end-to-end online course. In the other section, we've got resources and templates. So everything from cover letter examples to networking templates to templates as to how to announce your availability on the market. Um, And also the recordings of the group calls where we all get together on Zoom and we do a deep dive into something. So that's all in that resources and templates area. So that's the online component of the membership. What I think is particularly powerful and often underrated is the community element. Yeah. And so what they get is access to our private LinkedIn group, which at any point in time has had between 100 and 150 subscribers and members in there. Um, And they play a really important role with each other because they're promoting each other's content, they're sharing headhunter contacts, they're sharing leads for jobs and, and also openly sharing with some of the struggles that come with the mental side of the transition and supporting each other, budding up, zoom offies all of that stuff some really good activity going on in there so they get that and then once every two weeks um, they have to suffer a group call with me whereby <laughs> we dive on and I'll do a live Q&A but we'll also go super deep into one element of either the online course or the job search playbook which is the book that we uh, have recently launched as well and we'll go deep into one element of that and and coach people in more depth so it's it's like it can be as comprehensive as you want it to be right mm, for right. a relatively low entry price that's brilliant
1: And you've got a ready-made audience if you do decide to test out a new Eurovision song. So yeah, I would start there and (laughs) test that. So to take it back, you mentioned there was lots of templates and things like that. If you're listening to this, I think templates are just such an important and powerful tool to have in the arsenal for either marketing and or client support because people love templates. You can read a white paper that's 50 pages long, or you can take down a one-page document that says, this is what you need to do next. So I love the fact that you've added that into there. Why LinkedIn? You know, there's so many groups on Facebook. I'm a member of different Facebook groups and there's offline platforms. What made you go with LinkedIn?
0: Yeah. So I'm a LinkedIn addict personally. and um, uh, not reformed yet, but I'm working on it. <laughs> um, so over the last year, I've probably added in excess of 70,000 personal followers and built a platform on there, which... Means it's my native environment. I'm in there all the time. So, from a selfish point of view, it made sense for it to be on LinkedIn. But even though the group functionality on LinkedIn is average at best, and I do understand that hopefully that, you know, there's some, the product guys over there have got some stuff in the mix to change that. Really, my aim is the reason the group's on there is because I want the executives who are in transition and working with us to be on LinkedIn as much as possible. And so, if they are spending time in LinkedIn in our group, They're also more likely to be spending time posting themselves, commenting on relevant articles in their industry, creating new connections and networks, et cetera, et cetera. So for me, it's just about trying to keep the community focused in the environment that I believe will deliver the best result for them, even though the group functionality is um, average at best that's so cool
1: yeah i really like that and when you set up the club you got what is it 30 modules and i love the fact that they're bite-sized you know three to eight minutes or that's that's so smart not having i think my first ever course that i designed was a two-hour lecture which must have killed the people watching it but anyway <laughs> lessons learned you would have set up the course in the first place you would have started with nothing right no community members so how did you build a community if there's no community in place? Do you know what I mean? Chicken or egg situation. How do you get that interaction and things like that going?
0: Yeah. So I co-created the course content with 15 people who were in transition. Uh Um, So because I was working in exec search, I had a big pool of candidates that I could talk to. So 15 or so of those um, fed back on the platform. They helped me um, shape you know what the real pain points were and everything else and then as a direct thanks for their input i gifted them lifetime free membership so nice. we 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 were able to go out and start marketing already with a community in place and i think you have to do that like nobody wants to be member number 3 there's because mm. you don't get that community element so being able to push uh, out to market with 15 we actually got up quite quickly off of that the harder thing has been kicking on again so we've stuck between 100 and 150 members um, for quite some time um, and the majority of our revenue comes from the other coaching and the outplacement stuff we do but i'm currently trying to work out how we can re-engineer it so that it kicks kicks on from here because it kind of flew up to 100 and then it's just stayed in and around that got up to 150 at various points um, so yeah have yeah. some members in there from from day one would be my uh, my view on that
1: Certainly, the uh, the channel partner approach I've seen work in different places. That's what the, all the HR tech firms do. You know, so they've got consultants in there trying to refer people
0: in. Yeah, so we've had uh, we, we've got an affiliate program set up, uh, partnership program oh, set up okay. with recruitment companies. So executive search companies who are talking to people that may be struggling. They might not have you know a role they can put them forward to, but they can put them our way and and get them involved with our program. So yeah, we've got a, a partner landing page and a partner scheme. Um, set up to automate all of that on kajabi
1: okay so if someone listening to this is a recruitment firm they should get in touch is that right
0: absolutely yeah if if you're a recruitment firm dealing in the mid to senior market and you're finding that there's lots of candidates you want to help but you haven't got either a the capacity or the number of vacancies to do so then we'd really like um to help you help them
1: nice now how do you actually bring in the new clients at the moment so the affiliate or partner program So, what are you doing to get the the word out there and bring in new clients?
0: Yep. So uh, last year, 92% of our revenue was purely inbound via LinkedIn. Nice. From organic content. Really? Yep. And um, there were kind of three pillars to that. Um, Long form written content, um, some video content, but also the live broadcast. So we broadcast live every Thursday um, we get between 200 and 300 joining live and 5,000 watching the catch up. Wow. That's been, that was the early catalyst to, to driving awareness of our brand and, and what we're doing. Um, over time, the mix has changed a little bit because we've got um, now this year, it's more like 60% LinkedIn inbound and 40% referral because the business is in year two. And so you're starting to get people that have been through the program uh, spread the word and, and tell the friends. So the mix has gone a, li- a little bit, but again, you know, LinkedIn are playing with the algorithms a little bit now, but when we launched, we, we were doing long for, like long long form text content with plenty of white space, um, getting some thought leadership out there, championing some causes. We have like, we had like three C's that drove it, which was championing uh, posts, commentary posts and capability posts. So we'd post about championing a cause, we'd post commentating on the market and we'd post um, demonstrating our capability and knowledge of the job search niche, and then go in with a hook and an offer. So we'd go CCC offer every single week, no more complicated than that. And um, we became oversubscribed within three to four months just really? by consistently doing that. And that's when we started to bring in other coaches and associates.
1: I love it. And do you have that mapped out somewhere in a document or is it just all in your head and right every week we're going to do this? No,
0: it's, it's, it's a playbook. Yeah. And, um, It's part of the LinkedIn, this part of the LinkedIn playbook that we teach people who are in transition themselves to create their own personal brands, because uh, 40% of um, the leaders who we've helped get hired have got hired inbound via LinkedIn. So it's our most successful channel to market out of the five ways you can get hired. LinkedIn's our most successful channel to market. So yeah, we've systemized it. We've really gone deep into the playbook elements.
1: Brilliant. I love it. How do you actually produce so much content? Because you do such high-quality content and share all of that. How do you actually make it happen?
0: Um, number of things. One, uh, the repurposing side is you know it's talked about a lot, but it's um, it, it's a really important point. So, simple things like uh, screenshotting a Twitter uh, tweet and then repurposing that on LinkedIn, which takes a matter of seconds but does a number of things. One, it stands out in the feed, particularly if you go into black mode on your iPhone so that it's white text against the black ground. Um, it stands out in the feed because the text is bigger and it's mobile-optimized. Um, it drives more followers on Twitter from LinkedIn because people on LinkedIn will see your Twitter handle and then start following you on Twitter. Um, it also is something you can post on your Instagram. So, like, from one Twitter post around a particular quote or something that – or you sharing a bit of advice – you can repurpose that within three or four minutes across all your main platforms in a super efficient way. So we did a lot of that. We did a lot of, um, you know, record, recording our podcasts on video and then snipping it up into 60 second knowledge bites um, doing an article and then repurposing that into four or five text posts fit in around either a championing a commentary or capability narrative. Um, all of that, all of that stuff. It's, it's, I think the, the error that people make is they're trying to create stuff from scratch every single day um, and you really don't have to. And you also, the the other way that we're able to produce so much is because our content filters are always open. So I'm never ever having to think about my next post. I've got my next 70 ideas are already in my iPhone and it mm-hmm. comes from every single conversation. So after every single conversation, I, ca- I I try and capture a couple of content ideas from that conversation. Yeah. Yeah? I think that's I think that's super important. So today we're speaking about this, um, you know, an update that might come about this would be, you know, how to get on more podcasts in your niche and to collaborate with people that can help you. Here's three mm-hmm. tips, right? Nice and easy. Um, you're an Aussie living in Ireland. Another post that I might be inspired from this conversation is the benefits of having an international career and what you learn about yourself when you adapt to new cultures and environments. My point being, yeah this idea that you've got to create content is madness. Get the content from what's happening around you. Then be smart around having a playbook that's a jab, 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 right hook or something similar and then repurpose it across all your platforms. And people you know, people say, how many marketeers have you employed? Right? <laughs> with me, that's it. Like we're literally just repurposing and getting super efficient around it, so. I waffled on a bit there, but hopefully that's useful. No, to I, I
1: think that's absolute gold. Uh, hopefully people are taking notes or if you're listening to this on the go, go back and check it because that's the core of a, a successful content marketing strategy, getting content that matters to people who are in your target audience. And I, I guess the way you've described it there is lining it up with stuff that's just happening every day. So it's it's not some profound moment coming down from the mountain, with some tablets, no, it's just, Connecting to their, their concerns, their troubles and, and sharing some advice and, and making offers and things. To wrap up then, if someone listening is either looking to change careers or they've got someone in the family or their network who's thinking of changing careers, but maybe they're a bit scared or overwhelmed thinking, oh, where do I start? Especially in this post-corona world that we're living in, what's your overall advice?
0: Yeah, so where you start, once you're giving yourself a little bit of time, right? My first bit of advice is give yourself a bit of time. The biggest and most common and understandable error is that people start diving out interviewing way before they're ready. Uh-huh. They don't know what they want. They're sitting in the grieving cycle from whatever's just happened. They're not on top form. And if, if you go out interviewing too early, you tend to get rejected, which then further knocks your confidence yeah. and, push, and pushes you back rather than forward. So that's my first tip. My second tip is um, the importance of structure. Yeah, I'm not naturally a structured person. So the irony of that coming from me, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's absolutely okay. So structuring your day, so that you are in effect, the CEO of your job search. So having a go to market plan, getting up normally, like you would, if you were in a job getting dressed in a, a way that would be appropriate if you were going to work, but leaving the house for 30, 40 minutes, doing a fake commute, coming back into your House and then getting to work on that job search, taking a multi channel approach, giving yourself a scorecard so that you know what good looks like by the end of the week, and really proactively using your business skills on that search in a structured way rather than what we see, which is spraying and praying, throwing a few adverts out, and people being addicted to what I call hopium that (laughs) somebody's going to have a nibble. So just look after yourself, give yourself time, but then own it and structure it. And yeah. Use your business skills on your search, Ben. That would be my advice. I love it.
1: I love it. This is brilliant. So if people are listening to this, they either want to become a client, they want to go through the some of the programs, be, join the club, or if they would like to partner or learn more about the business in some way or even just refer business to you, what should they do next?
0: Yeah, well, definitely, if you're not already, please do follow me on LinkedIn. So it's Andrew McCaskill. Um, I'm on LinkedIn uh, forward slash job search coach as the uh, URL there. Um, I'm also um, available at www.execcareerjump.com, which is our main website. Um, and if you want to just get a flavor for what we're about uh, this week, we published a book called the job search playbook, um, which became a best set in 24 hours, which just blew me away. Nice. Um, and you can get a copy of that for less than 10 pounds. It's less than a hundred pages, but that'll give you a really good overview of what we're about and how we're getting the results that we're getting. So any of those channels. What's in there? Well, it, when I set out uh, to do it, Ben, I said, if, if I'm going to write a book, if I'm going to do this project when we approached about it, I want it to be less than hundred pages and less than 10 pounds. So that it was super accessible. Um, and what it is, is a front to back. It's the type of thing you could buy. It's, say someone you cared about got made redundant uh, at the weekend. You could hand it to them. It's got some transformative mindset updates in there. It's got um, a methodology in terms of a multi-channel approach and how you can go to market. It's got interview advice, offer management advice, all the way through to onboarding in less than a hundred pages easily digestible um so that's what we've got and done and it's it's been as i say a bit simple, it's simple well received it's really blown me away i've been very surprised um so that's a really good starting point well done well done okay so call out the website again just for people on the go thank you for the opportunity so it's www.exec, E-X-E-C, all one word, com.
1: excellent all right well andrew we'll leave it there thank you very much for sharing your insights and your advice it's been fantastic thanks for the opportunity Bear.